roundabout offers the chance to choose a destination. How fast or slow, how cautiously or bravely you approach it. A roundabout provides its user opportunity, danger, but ultimately choice, much like life. Roundabout is a podcast about life, love, journeys, success and failure. Mostly a celebration of living life and making the most of opportunity. Well, g'day Roundabouters and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Roundabout Gratitude Road Podcast. Um, Guys, today I have a a guest who I'm so excited to talk to. Um, This person is nothing short of uh, inspiring to me and to many, um, many people throughout our community. Um, Without dragging on too long, today's chat is going to be with Ali Kappa. Um, Ali is an awesome human being, highly educated um, woman. Um, she'll talk to us about her education, about her life growing up in Mildura, um, about the life in politics. And, man, I don't know, that's that's a pretty tough gig. Um, if I, I haven't done it and never will. But, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing what Ali, um, Ali's got to say about her life in politics. Um, and as um, you guys who have listened to most of my or my podcasts will know, uh, basketball is my great love. Um, now, Ali and I was very—I don't know—don't want to say surprised to find this out, but I was stoked when I found out. Ali was a, a fortunate enough to watch Michael Jordan play his first game for Washington Wizards against the Chicago Bulls uh, in in Washington. When she was there, so man, she's ticked stuff something off um, that I'll never do in my life. Uh, seeing MJ live in the flesh, so how cool is that, um, guys? Just one other thing. Look, we um, there will be a few topics we talk about today that might be a little bit tough to hear, hard to hear. Might bring up some sort of thoughts of you know things that aren't doesn't sit quite well with you. Um, so look, just as a bit of a, a general service announcement, I guess, um, Lifeline is available on 131114, um, 131114, whatever way you want to say it. Um, if something's troubling you, give them a buzz. It's a free service. There's people there to help you. You can text them on 0477-131-114 as well. Um, you know what? If something arises out of today's chat that, you know, you feel like you need someone to talk to, that's the number to go with. Other than that, guys, please uh, join me in welcoming uh, a super-duper human being, Ali Kappa. G'day, Ali, and welcome to the Roundabout Podcast. Um, we are called Roundabout Gratitude Road now, as you may have known. Um, before we kick off, are you well-rested? No. No? No, no, no. So, so um, this is the thing, like, it's, it's funny. Grief is a funny thing. You know, mm. like people... People often will make those assumptions. I think sometimes it's like they're trying to be nice. It's like, oh, yep. well, they're trying to find a silver lining. Like, um, mm. you know, are you well rested? Are you having more time with your family? Are you, have, you know, getting away and having a holiday? Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's just not like that, you know? No. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, you bump into someone and it depends on the, the moment in the day or the mood I'm in or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes, and they say, how are you going? And sometimes you say, I'm good. And you're being honest. Sometimes you say, I'm good, and you're lying. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and then sometimes lately I'll just kind of say, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not nah, that great, actually. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's awful. And anyway, so, yeah. so look, but, but, but 
the thing is, like, you know, grief processes are okay. You've just got to feel the feels, you know? Um, And so I know I'll come through it and Mm. it will be fine. Um, And we all have different types of grief. So this is not... Yes. Yeah, I don't have a monopoly on that. Um, But, yeah, yeah, but when when you say, are you well-rested, it's like, no, No. I can barely sleep. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But it's okay. We'll, we'll move through it. Yeah. Um, oh, I bumped into Jimmy the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Just had a quick chat there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't get deep into anything no. of that nature with him, but... Um, yeah, he's probably looking for his feet, finding his feet too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. So, well, it's, it's one of those things. Like, it's just... Um you know, one of the hardest things um, after losing the election was having to sign everyone's termination letters. Oh, wow. You know, and, and Jimmy was one of them. And, and look, you know, it, it's really tough. I mean, and, and look, one of the things too is it's like um, intellectually, you know, you, we, we knew that um, we only, it was a highly marginal seat. Like, we only mm. held the seat by 253 votes. Yes. Like, it was, it, marginal seats can go either way. Like, we For knew sure. that intellectually. I think um, at a deeper level, though, and I truly believe this, uh, and this is the hardest thing, I think, for me to kind of accept, mm. is that I, I believe that hard work and results would just win the day. And it's sure. I think <laughs> I just I'm believed in the same it. And I would yeah. believe it too. And so you know, just just objectively, before you even looked at anything else mm. or listened to any rhetoric or all of, all the spin anything, I just thought that in our electorate, what would cut through at the end of the day would just be the the data. And yeah. and you know there and and you know one of the one of the things was you know there was like a. One of the, the central planks of, of my opponent's campaign against me was that I caused the Victorian health crisis, <laughs> and and I just well, thought, laughable. and you, I mean, you laughed then, and yes. that, that's what I thought too. I just thought all I need to say in response to that yep. is, in just four years, we managed to get more than three times the health funding yeah. than our national party predecessors got in twelve years, and that included getting the hospital back to public management, which they yeah. privatised twice, it included getting the money for a $36 million drug and alcohol rehab centre, mm. which we desperately need, we do. and all the other stuff. And I just thought, case closed. Yeah. I don't have to say anything more done. than that. Work is done. But, but, the, but the thing was, I think, um, to me, the anomalous factor was the pandemic. And I think there were enough people who were um, angry enough, yeah. enough people who wanted someone to blame, and, and opponents who were willing to exploit that and yeah. say, you want someone to blame? We'll tell you who Here to blame. It's her. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I'm going to grab hold of the metaphoric remote control. I'm going to hear pause on that big topic that we're going <laughs> to bash around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that amazing insight. I think in two minutes, you know, that just stirs the emotion. But if we grab the, the as I call it, the metaphoric remote, hit rewind. Um, starting at the beginning. So where were you born? I was born at Mildura Base Hospital in 1980. It yes. was really bloody hot because yeah. I'm a January baby, right. so it's the 20th of January. Oh, and yes, right. I sent you happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, so I'm 43. Um, yeah. And and I, it, it was kind of um, uh, sort of the sliding doors moment as to whether or not I was going to be born and raised in the Mallee and be mm. a Mallee kid mm-hmm. or whether I was going to be like a Ballarat girl yeah right, right. so um because my mum my mum met dad when dad was at teachers college in Ballarat yes 
because she's a Dalesford kid and, and her ah. her older sister was, I think it was the share, in a share house with dad. So yep. she was yep. doing teacher's college as well. Right. So mum was 17 um, and dad would have been uh, 19, 20, I think. Right. Would he? Um, and yeah, so they met and um, and it was all systems go to live in Ballarat. Mum okay. hated the weather in the Mallee, absolutely hated it. She still <laughs> yeah. hates it to this day. Like she resents it so much. She really? hates the heat. And oh. um, and it was all set. So they had yeah. bought they'd bought property at Mount Clear in Ballarat to build a house. Mm-hmm. You know, Dad was um, you know he listed all the schools just as he graduated all the different schools in Ballarat. Yeah. They had to kind of because it was back in kind of con- it was almost a conscription like back in with the yeah, Department of Education. For sure. So he would like list all the teachers teaching graduates would list all of the schools in order of preference. Yep. And so Dad had um, say there were like ten um, ten preferences. Nine were Ballarat schools. Yes. And he just needed a tenth, so he's just like Arable Technical School. Oh wow. And then he got the phone call or whatever the letter to say which one he'd been drafted to. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Arable Tech. Wow. And Mum cried. Oh. So yeah. is your dad from here? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so I'm. A, we go back that seven generations. One of my like, other yeah, My dad is well and truly from <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, th- I was thinking that, and I thought, yeah. hang on, but yeah. So, because back in that era, Ballarat Teachers College was the thing. That, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we that? had a train too, so the connections yeah, exactly. between Mildura and Ballarat were yep. huge back Used then. Used that you train know? when I was at University of Melbourne. Yeah, it was the greatest thing. Yeah, you'd finish uni, make your way into the city, go to the, the dingy pub over the road, <laughs> drink for a few hours, <laughs> yeah. get on the train at nine. Wake up at seven AM in Mildura with a hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the yeah. weekend with your mates and your family. Yeah. Sunday night, cry half the way back until you hit <laughs> Sanana to somewhere like that because you're upset because you're <laughs> leaving your mates, story. your family, your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be back in Melbourne ready to go to uni. So yeah, no. Yeah. That is. A, we'll talk train a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Um. Right. So born in Mildy, like like all the great people, Mildura based hospital. Yeah. Oh yeah. The old the one hospital too, right? champions. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh well and truly. Yeah, yep. yeah. This this was this was the good old Mildura based. Yeah. Well before, um, privatisation was a twinkle in Jeff Kennett's eye. You know, yeah. we we had a real hospital and we have a new a real hospital again, a real public hospital, I should say. Yeah. It's still a hospital when it was privatised, yes. but certainly yep. had a different set of incentives. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's where I was born. Mildy. Um. And people often are stumped by this question because it, it, it um, I had a conversation with someone the other day who said I'm not sure if this is a fact or if this is uh, something made up in my mind but what is your earliest memory in life yeah so my early my earliest memory like I have a couple of memories and I can't quite place which one yep. comes first one one of my memories is um being at the so my our first well our first house was technically when I was a little tiny baby first born. We mm. lived in Magnolia Avenue, but only yep. for a couple of weeks. And then we got a Department of Education house in Avocado Street. Yep. So what number? Do you remember? 64. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other end. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, and actually when we did some, we did a little bit of... Um, Letter, but we we only sorry not letterboxing. We only door knocked one street. Mm. We didn't do a lot of door, door knocking, obviously. Yeah, it was only one street. Um, but also we so we door knocked one street. Um, it ended up being that's the only amount that we didn't have any more time to do door mm. knocking. But then, but we also did um a, an ad where I was talking to camera, and we did an avocado street. Oh, and, cool. and the street we did was we door knocked was avocado street. So it still has a very wow, important place in yeah. my heart. Um. 
So anyway, so, so my memory was yeah. like being in my bedroom um, looking out the window mm. and there was like a classic sort of Stanbrook family get-together. So my mm. nan was – obviously, um, Gramps was a cuppa, nan yeah. was a Stanbrook Miller right. family. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and they were kind of like – especially on my – on grandma's side, real Irish Catholic kind mm. of, you know, big families and very musical. Yes. And so it was just the image of all of the family having one of their classic – drinks, sing-alongs, guitars out, all of that. I don't know why. It's interesting that my memory is being on the outside looking, or the inside looking out, as opposed to my memory being actually there with them. How old would you have been? I don't know, maybe, I don't know, three or something. I I don't know. But the other memory I have is... um, and I don't. I just remember Gramps and my dad. They're the mm. only people I distinctly remember. There were more people there, and it was out um, in. I just remember red dirt mm. and a, f- a bit of Mallee scrub, and trying to get witchetty grubs oh, out yeah. of the you know with those little coil yeah. things. Yeah, I'm pulling them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. pulling them out. And mm. and I I'm, I would have been two or three then, very 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 little. And and it's, yep. it's a real Mallee image too because I just remember. Um, dust and heat and yeah. sky, you know, all of those classic elements, and that's yeah. that's my memory. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you're, when you're talking. You've just you brought a very early memory back to me of my family were into had our desert race way back. 70s, oh yeah, yeah, early yeah right. 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uncles, they did the buggy thing and the motorbike thing. And I remember, and I think this is, maybe I only know this because the photo. I'm one and a half two. It, we're out at the Hadar there. I'm standing in a motorbike trailer. It's dusty, kind of hot. I don't yeah. Know. I think it was hot. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, and just that Mallee feel is mm. it's in you, isn't it? It is, like, yeah. If you're, oh, look, it is. Yeah. If yeah. yeah. Um, it is. It's a great thing to have, to be able mm. to have that connection and go, and be back here. Well, because my family's similar to yours. It's It's been here for so bloody long, yeah. you know. I mean, yep. and, and uh, having said that, one of the things that I really – always uh, you know emphasize when I'm talking to people and doing you know like a, an um, an acknowledgement of country for yes. example yeah um, I'll make that point you know that I I'm proud of the fact and <laughs> brag about the fact that that we're a seventh generation family here yep. in the Mallee mm-hmm. which actually members of my family didn't I didn't know it it's funny yeah. because when I when I did my maiden speech I said I was fourth generation yeah then um, I got a bit more information from uh, from a a family book that I was reading yes. about the family history. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, no, I'm fifth generation. Yeah. And then I did Ancestry.com and ah. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually sixth generation, which makes Jed seventh Jed. generation. Beautiful. So, yeah. so it's kind of, and, and then sort of, I, there are a couple of whispers I heard around town, like, I'll oh, see, she's making that up because, you know, it keeps yeah. changing. Her story keeps changing. Well, it's like, but there's a info. reason. <laughs> That's right. Because yep. genealogy, when you're tracing the genealogy, totally. it's a bit like that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, what was it? Now I've lost my train of thought. What were uh, we talking about? Um, we're talking about early memories. Oh, early um, memories. Yeah, yeah. That, but, that, but anyway, but yeah, yeah, just making that point that, mm. sorry, the point I was making was that, you know, when I'm talking to, to people, I try and make that point. As much as I love bragging about the fact that I'm seventh generation. Yes. Um, and I'll say this at schools. I'll say, is there any kids here who are Bakinji or Lachi? And put up their hands. Yeah. Or, and I'll just say, well, you guys have been here for 2,000 generations. Yeah. So you beat me. <laughs> By um, so far. Because yeah. I think that puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Oh, it's like, totally. I mean, seventh generation sounds like a big deal, but yeah. we really need to acknowledge that people here a lot longer than us. Yeah. Um, and that deserves to be revered and respected and celebrated Absolutely. as well. Yeah. I know you think of it, and I was talking to my kids a little while ago, so if you drew a timeline and put 250 years versus 
I'm going to get this number wrong, but if I said 40,000 years to start with, it's yeah, longer, yeah. but yeah, I think yeah. that was yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 200 to 40,000. Oh, my Someone gosh. Someone hands you I, I $200 or $40,000. Look at the bill stack, you know? <laughs> That's right. Like, I know, I crazy, know. Crazy, That's right. Um, do you remember when you sort of first realized you wanted to fight for, fight for not even your rights, but other people's rights? Yeah, so I think um, it's it's funny because um, I, yeah, sorry, I'm just lots in my mind at the moment. Like, right. I, I remember like um, looking at the questions because you were very nice and you gave me a look at the questions before we were talking and I, mm. I looked at that one and I thought, I don't want this to turn into the Oprah in- an Oprah interview where I start yeah. crying. You yeah, know what I mean? No, <laughs> no. I'm so well, you fragile, can if you want, but Yeah, no, I know. So uh, I've just got to be careful. I don't want to go too deep into it, I guess, because okay. I don't want to get too upset. But I think um, for me, and, and there are reasons for this yes. that I won't go into too much now. That's right. um, but I... Um, I have a, I feel injustice very, very, very deeply. Okay. And I feel, um, you know, partly I think this is attached to being a firstborn child. So I'm, fir- I'm firstborn child in um, my family of origin. Yes. But also I was the firstborn child in the, out of the cousins. Uh-huh. So, so kind of firstborn, right? And my dad was firstborn too. So I think some of that kind of comes You've through got a little that bit. Lineage, yeah. And, yeah. and that feeling of responsibility. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so, so two things, um, I feel injustice very, very strongly yep. and I feel a responsibility to fix things. Mm. Okay. So, um, so I think that that's the thread, you know, um, mm. I, I feel, I, my fundamental view in terms of social, my, my guiding principle in terms of social politics is just yep. quite simply that everyone matters. Yes. That's it. It's, it. it's no more complicated than that. Everyone matters. Yeah. Exactly. And so from that, it's like, well, you know, um, why, why treat, um, you know, a, a white Christian mm. with more dignity and respect than, say, a, an Indigenous person who yep. doesn't have a God in their whatever they don't believe in to yeah. me you know the, the i the, there is just so much um injustice in the, the way privilege is doled out you know um and that that uh, that that is something that i just think has has just resulted in such a catastrophic loss of human potential and mm. human and, and and you know resulted in human misery and all horrific things yes. um so totally unnecessarily Mm. um and so i think that's sort of where it comes from okay and do you think just on that i mean talking about um aboriginal people in our country do you think there's a change happening do you i I do Uh, and i'm talking i'm talking about not the last 20 years like the last two or three some real stuff not just superficial or our you know yeah. Not that pity thing, the actual, hey, yeah. we've got to, this is happening. Oh, look, I, I, I absolutely believe that. And I think that, you know, it's this, you know, um, concept where you can have ups and downs and, you know, different mm. political leaders will bring different kind of ideas that could kind of set us back in terms of equality or whatever. Mm. But it, it's this beautiful poetic line that um, comes from American politics, which is the, the, um, the arc of history bends towards justice. 
Okay. And and so it's like so what that means is like even though you might have it's like a graph blips and things. Mm. The arc, the overall trajectory, yeah. is that it bends towards justice. And I think that to that extent that we are becoming more enlightened and, and yeah. more um, fair-minded and um, we, we have more empathy. And, uh, you know, in, in mm. terms of the Aboriginal experience, you know, like Survival Day is what, tomorrow, I yeah. think? Or yeah. what day is it? Uh, the 25th? It is tomorrow, it's yeah. tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Yes. So Australia Day, um, which is, you know, was arbitrarily selected as a date, um, mm. essentially, to, to, which is a celebration of colonisation, which caused untold tragedy um, mm. for a, a race of people. Um, you know, that, that's that been a real, I think, a, a, a symbol for us or a touchstone for people to actually have a bit of a think mm. about where the country's at, you know, um, to what extent are we facing the truth here? Because the truth mm. is, if what had happened to Aboriginal people happened to us, oh, imagine. we'd be pretty bloody upset about it. We would. And justifiably so. And, yep. and you know, and I, you know, just, just you're a father, I'm a mother. Like, even mm. if we just take one tiny element of the Aboriginal experience, the, the, the colonised Aboriginal experience... Mm. Even if you didn't have your child taken away from you in the in the sixties, let's mm, say, yeah. you lived constantly with the possibility that that could happen at any moment. That threat sitting behind. That's you. right. Any moment cloud. that could happen yeah. arbitrarily, and it's not like in the child. And I'm, I, I know that our child protection system is far from perfect now. Mm. What I also know is that if an Aboriginal child is removed from their from their family now. That family will still know mm-hmm. how to reach that child. There will still yes, be contact. There will still be records. There will still be an opportunity, obviously, for that child to reconnect with that family when they get to a certain age. Mm. That that wasn't the case back then. The, the threat no. was you will never, you probably never, ever see your child again. And yep. and so even if it didn't happen to you, the fact that it could happen to you, let's just reflect on that for a second. As a mother and a father, mm, what mm. that would do to you. It would, um, it's torture. And that's just torture. one element of it, you yeah. know. And and so. And so to me, you know, to, to have a national day and expect expect there to be unity around that and everyone mm. to be happy about it, when you've got that sort of injustice in the mix, um, is, is just unrealistic. And, and I think that the, the, the reason why, as you mentioned at the beginning, mm. more and more people are coming on board to that <clears throat> is because it is just so fundamentally true and right. Yeah. Um, yep. And and that's what I that's what I look forward to. You know, more people coming on board. I mean, we, there'll, there'll be a survival day um, march tomorrow. Mm. Um, that would not have. I mean, and that's been happening for a few years now. Could you imagine that in ten years ago? No, I can't. It just wouldn't have happened. No, um, no. And so, you know, uh, I think that if if it can happen here in the Mallee, which is very isolated and and, and very by nature conservative, mm. um, the, the, we're, we're going to be at a tipping point really bloody soon if yep. we're not already. Yeah, agree, agree. Um, just going back a bit, so, excuse me, um, it's a longer question, but were you opinionated in high school? And I don't mean that negatively. I, yeah. uh, I think it's a positive thing, yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested that um, sort of what you were like at that high school stage of life and w- did you know where you were going? Was there a pathway already? Yeah, uh, not really. I, I was, as a teenager, I was very, very angry and very repressed. Right. <laughs> right? So, um, <clears throat> I, I was really angry. Again, I won't go into too much detail about my childhood, right. but there were things I was really angry about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but also I was trying to fix everything yeah. and, and not create too many waves. So, I was really, I, I was 
good in the sense that I didn't drink. Yeah. I didn't smoke. I didn't mm. go to parties. Well, I wasn't allowed to go to parties. I probably would have if I could have, but mm. I, I w- didn't go to parties. Mm. Um, and I worked really hard at school because yep. I, I remember being in year seven and, and I was becoming like a naughty little kid mm. and dad just kind of read me the riot act. And I remember as a 12 year old going, okay, I can go one way or the other here. Yeah. I can just become like a rebel mm. Um, mm. and do whatever I want to do. a lot of kids do. A lot of kids do. Yeah. And I definitely had it in me. Yeah. Um, or I could just become good, compliant, um, and at, at least in terms of academic mm. achievement and applying myself academically, I'll do all of that. Uh-huh. It, that's not that's not to say it didn't cause me a lot of anger having to repress all that rebel side, and that Hold came it out in ways like yeah. I was, you know, as, as a kid, as a teenager. Even though, like, say to an outside person saying, oh, isn't Ali good? She doesn't drink or smoke or do any of those naughty things mm. or sneak out of the house or do whatever. Yeah. But it was still coming out sideways at home. So uh-huh. I was still, like, a real little bitch. Like, I would be um, silent treatment, sulking, um, to the moody, anger outbursts. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to my family, family, my inside yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so it still came out in ways. But but fundamentally, that, that was all because I was frustrated because I sort of had no channel for mm. a whole lot of stuff and I was trying to be this good girl Um, and it's funny like I think that the the first time I really found an outlet for that rebellion which is Mm. just part of me was when I got into politics okay yeah so that was that was a channel for something that had just been held down for so long Mm -hmm. um, because I sort of felt like um, you know, fixing things that had been injustices in my family meant I had to, I had to try and compensate. I had to mm. get a law degree. I had to get things that had status to them. I had to be a high achiever. I had to do all of those things to try and compensate. Um, but there was no room for rebellion in that. Um, yeah, and right. until I became a politician. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the voice to say, yeah, sort of what you want, but in another way, I guess, yeah. Well, you have made your opinions very well known and clear. Mm. They're not the same as, as you mentioned, you know, our area is pretty conservative by nature. That's changing as those it's people changing. move on. That's true. Uh, and I may have lost the state election, but I'm still dangerous, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Love a marginal it. seat. Uh, anyway. hell yeah. um, now, it's my understanding, I'm not 100% on this, but did you spend some time in the US at some point yeah. after high school or during or Yeah, what? it was uni. uni. So so right. I did um when I was when I was at uni I um I just I was living on campus mm. and it was in second year that I sort of um fell in sort of a bit of a friendship group with some American kids, you know, because right. it was exchange students or whatever. And um, and they were, you know, I was just a kid from the Mallee. Like, I'd never yeah. really... I, I, and I just was fascinated by these Americans because they sounded like televisions to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And they just kind of seemed really cool and interesting. Well, I was just intrigued, you know. Yeah. Anyway, what uni, sorry? What uni, uh, Flinders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I went like, to Flinders. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Um, Anyway, so so then I just became interested in America and I was yep. studying politics, so I started doing a couple of topics on American politics and just became really, really just totally enchanted by it. And mm. and then um, there was a topic um, which was like a politics topic, but it was an internship. So you could go over to America, oh. onto Capitol Hill, wow. work in a congressional office, like for six weeks. And I just thought like this was just the most amazing. It was like, like, it was like the Wizard of Oz or something. Like I was just like... Well, that's the... Me- well, no. It's the 
pinnacle of yeah, politics yeah, in that's a way, right. isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It as much just... as the American political system, not that I'm an expert, seems nuts to me, but that's the place to go. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, and I was just, like, fascinated by it. So, so anyway, so I sold my yep. car. Mm. Um to have the money to go, and and I went, and so it was only like I, I was only there for, I think probably, uh, well the actual internship went for six weeks. I was there yeah. for maybe seven weeks or something like right. that. So I managed to get a quick trip to New York in, which awesome. was good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just worked and just worked in this congressional office, and um, just like. It was really unglamorous work, but I learnt mm. so much because I think that just by being on the phone. Hi, Congressman Clyburn's office, you know, they're like, what's that accent? You're like, yeah. oh, I'm from Australia, you know, like, yeah. uh, what are you doing work for? Well, yeah, like, doing you know, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, all that sort of thing. And sort of, um, <clears throat> you know, because my congressman, he was um, he was from, yeah, South Carolina. Oh, wow. And um, okay. so I remember this one one bloke on the phone going, um, you, know, uh, you know, where are you from? And, you know, I said, oh, from Australia. That's we South. I was just like, <laughs> that is way south. That's true. That's way south, man. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, like one of the the things I talked about in my maiden speech, you know, like mm. this this really uh, story, just by being on the phone, but it taught me so much about um, politics and pu- public policy and the way that it, I believe it, it needs to be to serve people properly yes. and and with justice. And um, this father who called me, he had two daughters, they're both sixteen, and they had anorexia, mm. and they were really really sick. So mm. all, all my cardiac arrest like they were in deep right problem yeah okay um and this is heartbreaking story where he was saying look um i thought i had the health insurance to cover them Mm. um they need to go into this particular clinic i thought i had the health insurance to cover them he said but i've just been informed that um anorexia is by this particular insurer is Mm. regarded as a mental health condition not a physical condition and he said i can't afford to send both of them Maybe one, wow. not two. You can't make that choice. What, how are you, you going to make that decision? You can't. And then the last thing he said, to, or the next thing he said to me, which really, he's like, look, I already work three jobs. I can't work any harder. Wow. So here I am. Anyway, so I was like, okay, right. Well, hang on, hang on a second, sir, because you call everyone, sir, over there. Yeah. Hang on a second, sir. I'll just go and find out what I should, you know, do. Mm, mm. Clearly, I wasn't an American. I wasn't very, you know, au fait with the way the. And I, I, what I thought was that I would be told, well, this is the agency to call. Here's a referral, whatever. Give him this number yeah. and this number and this number. Da da da. So I went to the um to to one of the um uh, workers, mm. and um. And I explained the situation. I said, so what should I do? And she said, you go back to the phone. I'm going to get, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get upset with that... <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> you just have to edit we this can way, edit but, it. We'll edit it. But um, she just said, um, tell him you're praying for him. And that was it? And that was it. Wow. So I had to go back and um, that's what I said. And, I, and I've al- always wondered what happened, you know, what happened to him and those girls. Yeah. But, the th- but the thing that I reflected on in that, um, in, at that time was my Medicare card. Yeah. So in my bag, in, in my wallet that I had with me, yep. I obviously had all of my, um, my cards and documents and stuff. Mm. And, and I just remember getting that Medicare card out yep. and holding it. And going, look what we've look what we've got oh, in Australia, look, and and that and that's because of a political decision. Yes, that's, that's because a government made a decision that people in Australia are valuable enough. Yep. everyone is valuable enough. It doesn't matter who you are to have yep. basic universal healthcare. That's a political decision. That's not just a natural thing that happens anyway in countries. That's mm. a political decision. Yes, um, and that's I, I do get very frustrated when I hear and see people 
you know, slamming our... Look, you know, you can always be better, right? That's fine. But yeah. what we have in this country, you're sick, you go to a doctor, you give them a green piece of plastic and you don't pay. That's a, a, I, which, which is just a phenomenal thing. That, that usually, I, and I, but for that story, I probably mm. would be taking it for granted even now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, th- th- this was... This happened in a country that was at the time probably one of, if not the wealthiest country Who on was earth. The president at that time, George W. Oh. <laughs> was was it, it, didn't he have an IQ of like seventy? Anyway, I don't know. But um, <laughs> but but isn't it funny though? Like, because I remember at the time, you know, it was kind of you know you had George. I mean, when, and when I was there too, it was um, it was the year after. Hang on, let me think. Yeah, the year after September eleven. Right. Was it the year after? 2002, yeah, that yeah. would make it? Uh, yeah, it was 2002. So my internship was like January 2003. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got over there in 2002. So around yeah. around the time or just yeah, just after the one-year anniversary. Mm. And I remember being in there and um, being in the office and being shown where, like, the biological warfare uh, or the, bio, you know, like, the masks and stuff. Oh, you yeah. look like you're in some kind if of a weird uh, Mad Max movie. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So they said, this is where they are. This is how you put them on uh-huh. um, for chemical agents, biological agents, yep. Christ knows what else. Mm. Um, and also, I remember, um, you know, one day one of the um, the, off- the workers was um, just saying, look, we've, we have got missiles pointed at Iraq. Wow. Um, and she just told me exactly how, I forget the actual distance, but mm. not far from our office window, put it that way. Gee whiz. Um, and so uh, th- those sorts of moments. And, and, and at the time it was like, well, George Bush, like he's playing with fire here. This is a preemptive strike against Iraq. You know, mm. it wasn't Iraq that, that caused <clears throat> September 11. And so, ha- you know, yep. it, it was, there was a whole lot of debate around um, the merit and the ethics of, of doing that and going into Iraq. Mm. And, and, you know, it, it was kind of considered this major, it was, and it was, it was a major issue of geopolitics. And, um, and he was seen as being a, a, too, a too hawkish, too gung-ho yeah. Republican president who was just trigger happy and all of that. And what did that mean? What were the ripple effects going to be? And we know now, you know, ISIS and all of the other things yeah, have happened. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, it was this feeling that, look, you know, this is really, this is this is a, a Republican president out of control. How could you get? How could you? How could a president be any worse than this? Yeah. And then, <laughs> we get hello, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> um, you know, and and oh. it's kind of like, and I remember you know thinking at the time, it's like it makes George Bush look like. I mean, I remember the hysteria at the time, saying, "Oh my God, this president is out of control. What are yeah. we going to do?" Like, yeah. you know, yeah. um, never has be, there been an election more important than this because we must get rid of him and all of that. And mm. it's like, oh my God. Um, and then fast forward to two thousand sixteen, and you've got someone who will lock children in cages. Just an absolute. <laughs> uh, he's he's subhuman. Yeah. That bloke. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> bizarre and. I'm hoping that there will be, yeah, like it, this is part of the turning point and, and, and I don't think the pandemic helped. I think it sort of, no, yeah. you know, um, created a real groundswell of disinformation and, and hysteria and paranoia and things that have been unhelpful yeah. in democratic politics. Um, I mean, that small D, democratic politics, mm. not big D. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been quite a worrying, a worrying period and, and, yeah. and I, I don't think we've been immune to it. I definitely saw shades of, of that coming through in the state election here in Little Old Mildura. For sure, for sure. Um, tell me, what was your first job after uni? 
Well, I, you're welcome. Well, to I'm, a, a I'm, a, I'm a cuppa, so it's always yeah. it's always going to be great picking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but that was but I, but I will say very tokenistic great picking. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, and I was Mine not out there doing the hard yards. Very average. Yeah, too. yeah, I was sort of like following dad out there and maybe lasting a few hours. Yeah, it's um, hard. I, I know that's right. I'm, I'm going to go and play with my cousins. Yeah. So um so that was technically my first job, um and then after that, what did I do? Um. Well, I worked at the Daily, so I was a cadet journalist for one yeah, year. Yeah, so I, I wanted to be a ju- I wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. really badly wanted to be a journalist when I was Me in too. like year eleven, year twelve. I still do. Do you? Well, yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I know. Oh, this I'm is fifty. A- <laughs> Imagine a cadet. No, no, no time like the present, Corey. <laughs> I'm just making they're, my they're, own. No, actually, no. I, I believe they are looking for people at the daily, so you should give them a call. This could be, you know, this could be the moment. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I did that. Um, yep. It was supposed to be a three-year cadetship, but I only lasted a year. Yeah. I, I, I just needed to get out, I think. Um, were you a bit, I mean, were you pretty controlled as to what you could say, what you could write? In the daily in yeah. 1990, yes. when was this, 1998? Mm. Oh look! Well, well, yes, but I, I mean, I was a baby cadet. I was seventeen yeah. when I started working there, like, so I wouldn't have even like yeah. I mean, in in fact, if anything, I look back at that time and, and think I probably needed more support. Yep. You know, yep. Um, I I just had no idea what I was doing. I was a little kid, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so yeah. So that was that, mm. and um and then I went to uni, and that's yep. where I was for the next like five years or whatever, doing okay. law and politics. Yep. So you finished uni, mm-hmm. and then what happened? And then I worked for a trade union for a year, so right. the Australian Services Union. Out of Melbourne? Or? Uh, in Adelaide, oh, okay. yep. Yep. And, um, and that was sort of, yeah, it was um, intense, I think, because I was sort mm. of like, you know, I, I had some unfinished business, I think, like in terms of like family and whatever. I needed yeah. to be back home and, and stuff that still, still be working through mm-hmm. probably for a long time, but... Mm. Um, I needed to be home. I, sure. I, I, I had to be home. So, so that was when I came back home, um, and and I've been here since doing different things. I, I did, when when I got back to Mildura, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've I've spent all this time at uni. Mm. I have these. I have a politics degree. I yep. am a progressive politician in Mildura. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. so that kind of puts paid to the whole politics degree. Yeah. That's a, that felt completely um, obsolete <laughs> yeah. at that point. And law? And then, yeah. and I had law, but I didn't, so going back to what I was saying before, the law mm. degree was mainly because I wanted to make mum and dad proud. Okay. It wasn't because I wanted to be a lawyer. I hated, I hated every second of my law degree. I hated <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yep. So I sort of came back and I was like, well, maybe that's the only thing I can do, but I don't want to do it. Yes. So I sort of was like toyed with the idea of maybe doing teaching, you know, do like mm. a dip ed or something and then yep. whatever, I don't know. Um, and then eventually, um, or within, I don't know, however many months, um, a job came up at the Family Relationship Centre. So I I sort of Uh, thought I'd be working in industrial relations. mm. But then this job came up at the FRC and I'm like, I reckon I can talk my way into this. Not that I know anything about this, like, field because I have no credentials in terms of children and families. Um, But the good thing about the um, disproportionate status that society places on law degrees yeah. <laughs> you can use it well, to talk it your way into things. It is, that's degree, true. Isn't it? Uh, it, it is, yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, anyway, so so a law degree was one of one of the, you know, you, you need to have like a psych degree, a social work degree or a law degree. So I'm yep. like, okay, law degree, I've got that. So I applied, got the job yeah. and just 
friggin' loved it. Okay. Loved it. I loved family law mediation so, so much. Mm. Um, and that became sort of my um, my pathway, like working with families and kids. I, I, the penny did drop that it's like, okay, I, I can do this job and I managed to get this job with yeah. a law degree, but I can't do this job well with just a law degree. I need to, I need more skills than mm. this. Like mm. to, to, you know, to be able to honour the families you're working with. For you sure, yeah. So then I, then I did the social work degree at La Trobe. Okay. So then I had some yeah. social work. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, which gave me a, a lot more, um, a much, a, a much more well-rounded, I think, um, foundation for that kind of work. Yeah. And then just did bits and pieces, you know, so always working with families and kids, but just in mm. different iterations. I worked. That's how I know your wonderful wife Jackie, who's an incredible leader in, in this um, field as well, it's locally. Nice to hear. Um, yeah, and and so worked at child protection. Loved that. You know, yep. did a bit of like you know court work. Did a bit of like family-led decision-making, it's called, so yes. trying to sort of mediate with families about, you know, how to keep their kids safe and, mm. um, yeah, so I, I've, I've had like a one I, – I, by accident I found this field, which I just absolutely love. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to start – I was starting to toy with the idea of like having a business, like uh-huh. setting up my own business okay. in that sort of area. Like a um, – look what – in what – well, space. kind of like a bit of a yeah. So, sort of what I'm kind of what I was sort of thinking was um, family family law, but just almost like um, se- separation mentoring or divorce coaching, they would call it in America. So, kind yeah. of just helping families through that process, mm. but with legal advice as well. So, not representing families, I see. but just being able to give them legal advice yeah. to sort of help them get their bearings and work out what do we want to do? Do we really want to mm. take this to court or not? You know, what is yeah. is, is the juice worth a squeeze? Is it just going to you know? <coughs> So kind of helping a, a gap, sounding board you know. for those families. Um, okay. So that was sort of the, what I was kind of toying with. Mm. Um, and then I won a state election unexpectedly wow. by 253 votes. So so the I guess the... That changes things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then I was doing that for four years and, yeah. and now I'm not doing that. No. So now it's kind of like we'll I'm going to dust soon. off those business <laughs> ideas and see what I can come up with. I'll give you a... a, a, a yeah, a... A very short question. Mm-hmm. I perceive you as someone who's intrinsically motivated, and I sound smart when I say intrinsically. I'm not. Okay. I've read a book, of, <laughs> I've read a book right, which Corey. was uh, written by uh, Chris Judd, who's a footy player, and he yeah. talks about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. There's a whole chapter on it. Yeah. So I got really sucked into that whole mm-hmm. how people are motivated type thing so my opinion and I have no professional reason to say this is I think you are intrinsically motivated if so where did that come from and while you answer I'm going to turn the air conditioner off because if I'm slightly <laughs> cold you're probably freezing <laughs> so talk to me about intrinsic motivation yeah okay so intrinsic motivation well I, I don't really I mean I, I have not read that Chris Judd book <laughs> I don't, so I don't want to make an assumption necessarily about the precise psychological definition of that but i I mean i I guess if it i guess if it means like just motivated from within the insides yeah Yeah, that's right so it's not like i I, i'm only motivated if there's a a million dollars sitting over there that i'm chasing you know that's right external kind of incentives um so i don't know I, i think um um, you may have already sort of answered this before. I think yeah, a little bit around maybe. The, yeah, that I think rebellion-y, you, Maybe you I, had a lot in to get out. Yeah, that, that's yeah. I did. I had I had a lot a lot in to, to try and get out. And I think um, 
I think maybe something can be said for just being, you know, how they talk about, you know, type A, type B personalities. Um, and I think that I'm just like classic type A. Like yeah. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm said always. That I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, always just busy and yes. you know, like constantly, um, constantly needing stimulation. Like I'm still yeah. like that now. Mm. Um, and it's it's interesting too because I think it's because my dad's like that, mm-hmm. and Jed's just like that too. He's my little boy, so he seems he's busy um, he's what? a busy Social kid. Social media tells me. Oh he's yeah, busy. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. He's a busy kid, <laughs> and um, and he. So so it's sort of been interesting for us because. You know, when people sort of say, you know, um, you know, I, I guess it, I guess it's great, you know, having having time now, you know, more mm. time with Jed and you know over the Christmas holidays and whatever. It's just funny though, because Jed and I were so alike, and here yeah. we are um, at the moment because we've got, my, I have a car on order, but it's not mm. going to be here until April, uh-huh. so we're sharing a car like good old nineteen eighty oh, style, wow. you know, when everyone only had one car. That so was back to that. Well, there are there are sort pros of. and cons. <laughs> Environmentally, <laughs> it's, like, it's good, but, but, but you know, over the summer where there's been days where it's just so bloody hot you can't uh, yeah. go anywhere yeah. even if we could go somewhere we don't have a car and jed and i are both little type a's who yeah. need constant stimulation yeah. but the problem is what is stimulating for a five-year-old is not necessarily stimulating for a 43 year old so so doing all of his stuff constantly yeah, is driving yeah. me mad and then when i'm trying to do some stuff on my computer or whatever that's driving him mad because he's just like he I, want, I want attention i want to yeah so um and Jed came out of the womb a teenager, yeah, right? Cool. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. So so he's he's a he's very very um very opinionated, yeah. um and and very um outspoken and and very demanding. He knows what I he don't wants. Don't know where we would get any and of those yeah, traits no, from. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So um so he yeah, yeah. And, and so it's it, it, it can be tricky. But but yeah. So I think that that type A thing, which which does mm. run in our family, mm-hmm. um, might be part of it. And then on top of that maybe some of those other things where although they might not be intrinsic motivations maybe they're more external but I've always wanted to make my family happy okay um yep to compensate for things that have like Mm. been challenging um and so maybe maybe there's a bit of that extrinsic and intrinsic Mm. but yeah I think just the type a sometimes it's how you're wired it's (laughs) you know the whole uh and I you know I talked do talk to Jackie a bit about that whole um you know nature nurture thing uh I, I did um, psych nursing at university, like oh, mm. right, yeah. But, uh, oh, annoying thing, didn't finish it. Um, yeah. Typical me, got three three quarters of the way through, and ah, whatever, uh, did something quarters. else. <laughs> like literally, it was into the third year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, right, minutes yeah. away from having a degree. But anyway, oh, gosh, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. My life wouldn't be as it is. If exactly, I, that's exactly right. I wouldn't move back to Mildura. I bumped into this lady from Paradise, and oh my god, she. Yeah. I mean, a girlfriend from Paradise too. I mean, what could be better than that? What? Like, she's literally from Paradise. She actually is <laughs> the cheesy, cheesy thing. So the first yeah. day we're having a barbecue at my house. Sit down next to this young lady. She's 20. I'm 21. Yeah. I said, hey, where are you from? She goes, Paradise. And I go, oh, cringe. <laughs> I know, but where are you from? What a That's so up. good. But, That's so good. Um, the, pretty much that was the – anyway, yeah, this is about yeah. you, not me. No, but no, no, no. That, no. That, that's – um, Yeah. Funny, I don't know. No, and, it, and, it, and it all worked out. And, and also, like, I think that there's something really in that too. Like, when you talk about intrinsic and extrinsic motivations, mm. like, extrinsic, mo- like, one of the biggest extrinsic, extrinsic, did I say that right? Now I'm getting myself in knots. It's a hard word to say. Is you. And, and extrinsic, extrinsic is yeah, that. no, I just thought I pronounced it yeah. wrong. But anyway, so extrinsic. 
you know, you, you've got those obvious sort of status symbols in, mm. in life, you know, where you kind of, you kind of get conditioned into thinking you just got to do these things because yeah. otherwise you, you're not worthy or whatever, you know, a job, um, lots of money, a nice car and a degree. Yeah. You know, so there is something about yep. someone who can just say, you know what, that degree, jam it. Yeah. I'm going to do what I'm feeling right now because what's intrinsic to me is more important than that extrinsic thing I'm chasing. Totally. And I think that, that there is there is something great about that. Yeah. You know, My kids' um, generation, that's where they are. Where they're, they're right there. Like, you know, and I've actually just maybe this week sort of had a bit of realisation after we're looking at setting up a small business, my son and I, and... Mm. It doesn't matter if he's not the ducks of Merbean secondary no. and whatever. He's a good kid. He's a smart kid. He's got a great network of mates. Yeah. Let's. So we're going to set up a business, and he's will either love it. Yeah. Or he won't. And yeah, if he doesn't, I, we shut the door no, and we move on. That's right. No exactly. And 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 he will have. And I think this is one of the the, the great things about you know parenting now because it's. I think we're becoming a lot more enlightened about it. Mm. The, the 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 key job for you as a parent is to create the environment for your child to just find what they love yep. and do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And that's it. That's, it. that's, that's yeah. all you need to do. Like, nah, for sure. And um, my kids are pretty different. Um, you know, Jazz is doing her working and, you know, her part-time job. She yeah. works hard. She cooks her meals. She mows the lawn. She, yeah, right. And yeah. none of those things have we asked her to do. That's just a Yeah, right. Oz, yeah. He'll just do his thing and then, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're just different kids, yeah. Exactly. And that's it is cool when you actually realise that they are who they are, yeah. not who you want Ex- them to exactly. be. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I've probably right. had that in the last... To be honest, doing these podcasts, I'm learning more about myself. Yeah, not, yeah. And I, I don't like talking about myself, and I'll move it on. But um, yeah, um, hey, I've spoken on this podcast to a few of our wonderful local councillors. Um, spoken to them about the media, about the keyboard warriors, the idiots on Facebook. The I shouldn't say idiots, but I don't know how, how else to describe them. How did you manage that whilst you were yeah in the role you were in? Yeah, so there was um, – it, it, it's always a thing, you know, where people can critique. One, one of the things I did in um, my political work – so I first was a political candidate in 2010 for Labor and yep. then I left the Labor Party – uh, 2012, mm-hmm. and then the council elections were later on that year. So basically yep. I've been involved since 2010. <clears throat> one of the things, and probably even one of the reasons I became involved in politics and so, or certainly stayed involved was because I was just like, you know, I don't like the way power works in this town Yeah, where, you know, it's like you almost have to be invited to be involved. You and do. that's bullshit, yeah, you know? I, you can say bullshit, you yeah, can say fuck, you can that, say that, whatever that, you want. That, that, that is it, just not it's, fair. And, it, it's, and, it's, not. and it's, anti, it's anti-democratic, but it's also anti-merit. It's like mm. if, if you only have a, a clique of people deciding who gets to have a go yep. and they're not deciding that on merit, they're deciding that on their own agendas and interests, mm. that's not democracy. No, And that's going to hold us back, you know. So, so I sort of like decided that, that I just wanted to, um, yeah, I, I wanted to, ch- just me being there yeah. before I even opened my mouth was a statement it was. <laughs> about, it how, it was. Yeah. about how democracy should work in town. Mm. Um, and so to that extent, I made a j- conscious decision with my social media that I wouldn't block people okay, because I didn't want to silence people's voices mm. because that was something that I sort of felt w- would happen 
not explicitly, but part of having this kind of little power click was mm. about sort of, you know, and you'd hear it from other people. It's like, oh, you don't want to s- stick your head above the parapet because what if they won't give you a job or what if they talk to that person or what if mm. there was a fear around it. And yeah. so I didn't, I didn't want to be basically perpetuating that. I wanted to be the yeah. opposite. So yes. I was just like, you know, you know, critique me, say what you want about me. That's fine. Mm. The only reason you're going to get blocked from my page or your comments going to be deleted is if it's something heinously bloody racist or homophobic or something yes. like that. Yeah. But you can have a go at me, that's all good. Okay. And in fact, I, I found it to be good sometimes because mm. I think that's one of the reasons why I had so much engagement on my page because I would get into discussion. Yes. And I that's the contest of, of ideas and that's politics. That's what it should be about. Yep. Um, wh- where it started to get too much mm. was during the pandemic. Yeah. Right? So the pandemic changed everything. Yes. Um, I, I remember um, I had been I, – I had a Facebook page mm. – um, for how many years had it been? Eight years or something like that, right? Yep. And and because you can see, and in that entire eight years, I think I had blocked thirteen people. Okay. And then within the space of twelve months, mm. I'd blocked hundreds. Wow. And and that wasn't because um, I was suddenly more sensitive to criticism. It mm. was because the nature of the criticism became so vile. Yeah. Um, and at times violent. That I just, I, it wasn't just a matter of um, protecting myself. Because remember, too, mm. going through the pandemic, I was also being locked down with my family yeah. and all of those sorts of things. And it we wasn't all fun for any of us. Similar. That's similar right. It was hard for all of us. Um, yeah. And so, but but also for my team, you know, like yeah. they, they, it, it was it was affecting. I mean, the pandemic affected everybody. Yes. Um, and I think that was sort of one of the things that was so cha- challenging for me, you know, during the campaign. Um, Again, and the, the Nats knew this wasn't true, but they were doing mm. it to exploit what they thought was a fault line, which was people, there were some people angry enough, they wanted someone to blame. Yep. And so the Nats decided, willfully decided mm. to misrepresent <laughs> my yep. role in the public health response. I mean, I, it, I just think that. And, and the thing I think that makes me most upset about that is that they did that for political reasons, but they were playing with fire mm. by by blaming me for things that were not my doing mm. and exploiting a level of fear and rage in a certain subset of our community. Mm. They were putting my family in direct <clears throat> danger because some of yeah. these people were not stable people. Um, and that's and, not and okay. for the sake no. of winning an election, they yeah. were willing to do that. Like, mm. and, and that to me is unforgivable. Um, and that's, you know, again, like, I mean, look, the first rule of politics is it will break your heart. That's yeah. the first rule. Yeah. And and you know that when you go in. Uh-huh. Um, but I think something can be said for a fair fight and that wasn't a fair fight. And and mm. I th- and and they and they managed to they managed to pit me at the post, mm. but not by much. Right. No. So so look, um and, and one of the one of the heartbreaking things, so we're getting a bit off track because I know mm. it was about trolling and That's whatever, right. but but when you talk about trolling, I feel like the worst trolls were the National Party. Did you get your sign back? Um, Did you get your sign back? No, no. So we had we had the billboard flogged at Robin Vale. Yeah. We had our tyres let down in the um, in the Coles car park. Whoa. I was accosted and abused by these four wild-eyed, extremely um, unstable people yeah. um, at pre-poll for twenty minutes. Whoa. Um, when I went in to vote with Ben, we were being harassed by this crazy dude who just wouldn't yeah. leave us alone. Um, that that interview actually that I did with with Channel Nine. 
online um, mm. as I came out, which is just supposed to be one of those, you know, typical little poly interviews yeah. like, oh, yeah, just voted, yeah, yeah, we'll make the best candidate win, all that sort mm. of stuff. That that interview actually made national news, yes. not because of anything I was saying, but because of the way this guy was behaving towards me, on basically on, at my shoulder. Wow. Um, and I remember walking... Um, Walking out of, because it was around Furley Primary School mm, and I walked mm. down the pathway, you know, because you've got to get out, you know, there's a long pathway and then you had a couple of um, National Party volunteers um, handing out at the gate. Yeah. And they made some sort of comment to <clears> me, um, like, oh, you know, oh, that, that that was bad, wasn't it, Ali? You know, isn't it, isn't, they shouldn't do that, should they, da-da-da. Yeah. And I said, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, like they, it, it, it's like they feel emboldened. Can I have a look at your how to vote card for a second? <laughs> And it's like you've preferenced them. What's that yeah, about? Exactly. Um, and oh, we don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. I said, but you're wearing the t-shirt. Yeah. If you went to head office and started to say to your head office, based on your own ethics here, and yeah. you said, hey, look, there are things that we will do and things we won't do. Mm. And right now, we are actually preferencing and emboldening people who are quite frankly dangerous. Yep. We won't do that. You stop doing that, we'll wear your T-shirt. Yeah. But you don't do that. You wear it anyway. They did. They did wear so, it. So, yeah. look, and, and that's where, um, and, and I think on the, um, it was on election night and um, it was, I think it was Jacinta Allen and she was making a point. She made a really pertinent point. She said, look, back in the, in the you know, the heady days of Pauline Hanson saying all Asians should go home or, yeah. well, you know, whatever was said, that's a paraphrase, but, you know. Yes. Um, John Howard made a principled decision that he would not preference One Nation. Yeah, okay. and it was a real statement of unity across mm. a you know um, bipartisan unity to say there are certain things that we are mm. we are above in Australian politics, yes. and we're not going to do deals with that. And that was the difference this election. The National Party and Lib said we are going to do deals with that, and did it, and did it, um, wow. and and that was the hardest thing because I think it mm. did it did give them um, people who were quite frankly dangerous. It, it gave them a sense of um, status mm. and platform and legitimacy. Um, and, it's ego-driven. And, yeah, you yeah. You see it and, as a general punter on the street, which is me. Yeah. You can see it. Yeah. So, so that's away. the thing. That's the thing that's sad. Having said all of that, you know, it's politics. Mm-hmm. It's politics. And and the Nats were des- desperate. They yes. were in a death spiral, right? Like they yeah. had they had lost their party status. They were yeah. down to six seats in the lower house, which mm. was just catastrophic for them. Yeah. They had to win seats back. Mm. And so, um, you know, they, you know, as as one of my friends Fiona said, she's like, "Ali, you were the million dollar baby." Yeah. <laughs> um, but but like I said, you know, I mean, I, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see. I yeah. mean, basically, I'm I'm a politician who's singularly focused on results, mm. um, and and I'm going to hold them to the whole, same standard I hold myself to. You know, yep. I was I was just about the results. They've got four years TikTok. Let's see how they go. Yeah, no, very fair. We'll go back a little bit to a. Happier time. Um, not that they're not happy now, but um, 25th of November 2018, you woke up and you were the local state member for Mali after winning the state seat. So that's the oh, Sunday. Mildura, yeah. Some, well, Mildura, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the Sunday morning after the Saturday election. Yeah. Oh, wow. I might have got that wrong because you didn't know straight away. I didn't away. know. I was going to say, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. No, okay. No, no. So, so if only oh, I woke yeah. up on Sunday morning knowing I'd Do your research, they say. <laughs> we, but but, we, but, but we were in. We were in with a shot, a, were, a good shot, because yeah. on, on election night um, yep. we were about 800 votes ahead. Yes. Which was – and it's almost – it was almost – 
flipped this time. Like yeah, as in, it went the, the other way. The perfect storm that happened for me in 2018 yep. was the perfect storm that happened for the Nats this time uh, around, right? right? Yep. And, and all of the polling was showing for well, – I mean, we had limited polling, but the polling that we yep. were seeing for the Mildura seat mm. was not that the Nats were going to win. Mm. It was that the Libs were going to win, Ah, right? So it wasn't even a race with the Nats. And the Nats kind of did the Bradbury, yeah. right? Like as in yeah. um, my primary vote was sufficiently su- uh, suppressed. Yep. Um, Paul Matheson had a scandal breaking, which wouldn't have been helpful. Yes. And the Nats just came through the centre with a whole heap of preferences yeah. from oh, these. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that's what happened this time. But, yep. but last time mm. it was like I had all of these other perfect storm factors in my favour. So on election yep. night, on election night, I think um, the Nats were 900 votes ahead this mm. time. And in 2018, there were 800 votes ahead. Wow. So, um, sorry, no, we were, I'm getting confused. We were 800 votes yeah, ahead, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, so we, we, were, we, we, we knew we were in with a shot. It was looking pretty good, but we certainly couldn't relax. No. Um, it was 10 days later that, that I got the phone call from Jimmy, who at this point in time, like he was even taking cat Valium at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because he realised that, that the cat's Valium is actually just human Valium, but so whatever. I probably shouldn't have told that story, but anyway, I'll just check with him. No one okay. knows who Jimmy is. No, that's not. Um, point is, that's a it, 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 it is a code name. Point is, it was a stressful 10 wow. days. Yeah. And it was just funny, yeah. like, you know, hearing people's like, everyone was like refreshing their VC yeah. pages all the time. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? Have more votes been uploaded? Whatever. Um, and one of my favourite stories was my friend, he had a bingle in a car yeah. and and somehow like you know it was with a neighbor so and it wasn't it wasn't a high speed bingle or anything mm. like that but the cars collided yes. and so he gets out of the car um, and Vic gets out of his car and mm. comes rushing over to Kieran and Kieran's like oh my god oh my god he's like no 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 has Ali won <laughs> it's like <laughs> Because Vic needed to know whether there'd yeah. be an update on the votes wow. before he could actually pay attention to the fact that cars just been like, Gee, you know, like so it was just such an exciting time, you know. Yeah. And then and yeah. then against the odds, we managed to do it. And then yeah. we managed to do extraordinary things in four years' time Amazing that would not things. have happened otherwise, um, yeah. which is great. And so we're really proud of that. It just it just sucks that here we are after one bloody term. But oh, anyway, oh, we I, I played the long game. And that, <laughs> so, exactly. Well, I think. Those that are in politics that do play the long game achieve amazing things, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in my, uh, you know, and everything I write and say in this is my opinion. It's, well, at the moment I currently work for nobody until Monday, so I'm <laughs> yeah, free Yeah, ads. yeah, yeah. Um, you were an inspiration, and are really, and not, not really. You are an inspirational person but leader in our area, in, in what I like to call my town. I love this town. Uh, in your time Thanks. as local member, what was your, this is really poor English, most favourite achievement? Yeah, so my most favourite achievement, so obviously the hospital coming back was a, a very big one, but it wasn't my favourite. Mm-hmm. My favourite, and it's in summertime that I really – I think it was only in summertime you can really fully appreciate this, was was, yeah. was managing to get the government to agree to um, air conditioning being installed in public housing as of right. Awesome. So um, I just think about all the little kids, mm. all the babies and, mm. and elderly people, and, or just anyone in the Mallee heat, yes. it, is, it is insufferable to not have it air is. conditioning. Yeah. Um, 
And and we knew, you know, Mally Family Care did a whole lot of research on this and, um, uh, you know, I think they did it in conjunction with the University of Sydney or something like that. But, mm-hmm. but like, there's actual data about, you know, family violence rates and, and children missing school. And, you know, the story, one yeah. story that I heard from the Mally Family Care crew was, you know, like a little kid um, – at least one example of a little kid going to the sick bay during the day to sleep because they couldn't sleep at home at night because it was too bloody hot. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, so, so to me, to me, that's that's the best one. That's the most enduring one, I think. Well, yeah. it's it's not because there's so many other there enduring are so ones. Many. But but to me, that was just so symbolic because it, the, the fact that that you know heating was was compulsory. Mm. But cooling wasn't to me. Just showed it was there was a symbolism about the isolation and neglect of the Mallee. That's a city centric. We, we have notion, a different climate. It? That's right. Yeah. yeah, a different climate, and it was just never recognised. You know, no, exactly. Um, the aircon's been off in here in this room, which is insulated. Yeah. for five ten minutes, and, and you I'm can feel it already. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Imagine it doesn't. We can't press the button. And that's turn it exactly. Back on. That's right. Like, I know. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. It's just so. So that that would be. I think probably. Yep. Well, it would be. That that's the one that always comes to mind first. Um, and then, you know, one of the things I I just desperately wanted to work on in the next term, which you know I can't now, mm. was an autism school. Mm. You know, to have a dedicated autism school up here yes. um, would have been, I think, a, a life changer for a lot of families mm. and a lot of kids. Um, so. But, you know, long game, Corey, long That's game. That's a great <laughs> motivational uh, carrot, if you will, yeah. to have there to go. Yeah. Um, I know that there are specialists in that field. Mm. However, yeah, the, it's uh, the numbers, and I'm, once again, you know, I'll preface everything by saying I'm no expert, but the numbers of, in autism is obviously increasing yeah. significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Why, I'm not sure. I don't know why that is, but mm. you might. But, mm. um, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful, um, wonderful um, I'm going to say thing because I can't think yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, well, word, it's, it's, it's one of the things. I mean, obviously, yes. one of the new hospital and all of those other things as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, if and or when mm. <laughs> I get re-elected, um, then that, those are the sorts of things that I would work on. And I think, yeah. I think that was that. That was one of the hardest things, you know, like um, having stakeholders, you know, who – who we'd been working on projects and, mm. and doing the wheeling and dealing and setting up all of the, the you know, the, the foundations for certain things over a four-year period, mm. and then it all just fell off a cliff. Yeah. And boom, then boom. and then them calling me, like, going, where's it at now? And just having to say, oh, there is really nothing I can do. No, like, you're, no. he, he, here's, here's their number, you know. Um, yeah. And, and knowing wow. that the dynamic is very different. You know, I mean, now, now you've got um, – you know the opposition, an opposition uh, MP um, mm. with a government who's not in any mood to do any favours for the Nats. And that's so what that's does my absolute head in. I'm gonna, I'll roll into the next question. Then we're coming back to this point. Yeah. So November 22, in my opinion, mm. the voters of Mildura and or the Mallee let you down massively, and I mean, they let the entire region down. Um, but more so you. And um, you fought for our region for the entire time, your entire four years. Um, and I feel, as a member of our community, that we, we let you down because your pathway, the things you've always spoken about that you're working towards, would have happened. Um, can you give me a we, – we have talked about this, but a one-minute version of your thoughts on the election, on – why the people of Mildura yeah. 
did what they did? Well, it's it's funny. Like the first thing I'll say is thirty three percent of people voted for me. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. That's a lot. Right? So so the the the, the sitting MP, um, I think, got twenty five or twenty six percent of the primary vote. Yeah. Okay. So a lot less votes. Mm. Um, than I got. So, so that's the first thing. A third of people, um, actually did recognize. And, and again, I won't say that, uh, just a quick reframe. I don't mm. think anyone let me, like, I, no. I don't feel it was about me. It was never about me. It's, it, it's about the, the electorate recognizing the importance of leverage and knowing that political mm. leverage is all that counts. That's, that's yeah. the only game we've got to play. It doesn't matter about who it is or who the candidate is or whatever. It's mm. just about leverage. Vote yeah. for the candidate who's going to have the leverage, right? Sure. So, so I think the, the, the electorate has kind of like got in its own way, Let right? To, to that extent. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just, um, I mean, it's, as I said before, the, the key thing for me was just that, you know, I knew intellectually that we were always going to be up against it because, mm. because it's a marginal seat. Marginal seats can go either way. I just yeah. I just truly believed in my heart that hard work and results would, would win the day. And, and I think that the reason it didn't is because I think that there was enough you know, that, that million dollar baby thing, you know, mm, if, if mm. we just, if we just tell people with big enough, um, billboards, ads, whatever we can come up with yep. that it's her fault. Mm. All of Th- that pain you had was her fault. Yeah. And she stood by Daniel, um, without challenging him mm. all of that time, mm. which is just total, that, that's a BS. falsehood. Yes. That's not true. Yeah. Um, I worked constructively with the government, but I was mm. very pragmatic. Mm. Um, fundamentally, I believe that we needed public health measures. Mm. I did my best to ensure that those health measures were moderate and proportionate. Mm. Um, and there were plenty of examples of me pushing back against the Andrews government, but, mm. but people just, people missed, People often miss all of that because they're not necessarily reading the news at the time or reading my social media or whatever. So they're missing yeah. all of that. All they're getting exposure to mm. at election time is billboards that are the size of freaking sailboats, yeah. and then and then um, and and ads that are on such high rotation that it's just like crazy. Like a, and text messages and letterbox bombing and all it of was that. Nuts. We, we just couldn't. Like our our campaign was worth about. Probably, and it's, it's the most expensive campaign we've ever run. Mm. Just going through the receipts, yeah. um, about one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Wow! Okay. Um, and I remember flicking on the. We, we did like a couple of little ads, you know. And I remember flicking on. Oh, I don't usually watch free to air TV, but mm. I just flicked on the free to air TV just to kind of have a look at the ad. You know, is yeah. it running, and well, how does it come across? And I just was blown away by the the, the rotation differential yeah. for every one of my ads. There were just like. A wall of theirs, yeah. you know. Don't wake up with a Daniel Andrews hangover. Vote her out. Oh, you know, yeah. and and I do believe That's that. There, and I do believe that there would have been um, people waking up on the day after the election, going, "Hang on, we thought that if we got rid of Ali, we'd get rid of Daniel Andrews." Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. You got rid of me. Yeah. He got more seats. Landslide. So he's he's a stronger premier now than <clears throat> yeah. he was before. Yeah. So and, and now we've got an MP who mm. um, is is probably. I mean, again, like I, uh, you know, the, the good good luck to the Nationals. I mean, Christ, I, you mm. know, if, if if they can pull off the, if they can get yeah. a seven hundred and fifty million dollar new hospital out of Daniel Andrews, 
Good, yeah, right, because you it's my son it. going there. You know, like yeah. oh, I want that. That's yeah, fine for sure. Um, yeah. But the and and certainly when I went to the declaration of the the ballot because I couldn't help myself, I was mm. just like, so guys, do you reckon you know how, how you reckon you're going to go with the hospital? Yeah. And they're like, well, Daniel Andrews has said he will govern for all Victoria. It's like, wow. you know as well as I do. <laughs> not <laughs> that that's not how politics <clears throat> works, no. you know. So, yeah. so I think that maybe over the next four years, people will kind of maybe realise that, okay, mm. okay, well, yeah, it's not just about um, you shouldn't just vote for a slogan. You really need to think about it strategically. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, it's, it's not – politics is not a, a quiz show – um, where you know there's there's um, a bit of fun and someone mm. walks away with twenty grand. Pol- politics is about securing the things that will give you, that will quality of life, opportunities, mm. the big things in life. Even if you don't care about yourself or your children, mm. so you can't treat it like a quiz show. It's not that. No, it's not a. Let, I'm going to feel good about myself for a little while, and I'm going to become the local MP. That's not, and I'm not saying that's happened, but. I do get a little concerned about the fact that both of our local leaders are in a party whose party is not in power. It's like their hands are tied behind their back in a way. Well, and and this is the thing, and I don't, you know, think necessarily that a lot of people would have framed it like this, but this is is the result that... That in terms of the way people voted collectively, that they've essentially said in Mildura, you know, look, at the moment and probably for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. um, we have a, 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 a federal level, an opposition um, member, an opposition mm-hmm. MP who has very little leverage with the government of the day federally. Mm-hmm. So you know what we need? We need another one of those at state <laughs> level. <laughs> Definition of insanity. What is it? I, doing I, the same thing that, and expecting well, a different result. Well, you know, and and it's wow. like, and and to me that that's that's the sad bit. Like, I, you know, and having said that, like, you know, again, like our primary vote was strong. Like, mm. I, there was this awful editorial in the Sunrise Daily that was because on election night, you know, obviously I'm kind of stunned and mm. it was awful, mm. and I've got people in tears, and mm. I'm like holding it together and you know doing what I'm trying to you know trying to manage things. Yeah. Um, and I was just numb. Like, I, I didn't shed a tear on election night because really? I wasn't feeling anything. Just yeah, I, I was just in total shock. Wow. And, um, and so, so I was like, oh, I need to do a, I need to do a, like a Facebook live, like as in just yeah, to yeah. speak to the peeps, mm-hmm. really, you know? Saw it, yeah. So, so I went out and sort of did the thing and just kind of, you know, just tried to pick out the highlights and just say, hey, look, guys, you know, we did really well. The primary vote was mm. great. You know, we were mm. doing awesome in like little towns and places yep. where typically they wouldn't support us like this. And, you know, so it, 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 it you know, what we have done and achieved has mattered and people have mm. noticed and that's great. Mm. Um, however, preferences have gone sideways. They haven't mm. gone our way. And as a result of that, it looks like we're, we're facing a loss. So um, the Sunrise Daily. I watched that. I was like, I was dumbfounded. Oh, I, I, I we was, were, and, and again, like I, I was just numb. Like yeah. I, I was, I, I was really feeling nothing at that point, other than yeah. probably shock. Yes. Um, and um, and then the Daily wrote this um thing saying, you know, that that I I was behaving like Donald Trump. What? Yeah, that um, I was hoodwinking people into the idea that I didn't actually lose the election. Oh. And, and I was like, Jeez. is this serious? Because one of the things, you know, to, to me it's like 
That's just completely unfair for a mm. start. Obviously, I know how the preferential system works. Yeah, Clearly, sure. it's no yep. different to sort of like you know after a bloody footy match that's heartbreaking. The, the mm. coach might say, "Hey, look, these were the good things. Yeah, yeah, we lost, but but these are the things to yes. hang on to. Whatever." Um, yeah, so it so that really kind of took me aback as well because mm. I'm thinking, well, you know, even if you don't like me or whatever, mm. that's just an unfair statement and a really deeply, deeply unfair conclusion to draw. <laughs> Massively. Um, and also, like, at least maybe the the balance of the fact that I I was the region's first female MP. Mm. And mm. and you know, I I have done demonstrably well. Yeah. And when I say I, we, as in my team, the team. and the, the electorate yeah. collectively and all that, <laughs> stakeholders yep. and whatever, yep. but we've done really well. So um, the, the daily can't meet that moment just a little bit. Just even nah, a little bit. Um, so it was. So that was disappointing. I think mm, it's like. Mm. So that was, and that that was their last word on all my all yeah. of my work. Um, and, cool. and so they're, they're the bits that kind of twist the knife. You know? Hard. To <laughs> um, really hard. Yeah, yeah. That. But um, yeah. But anyway, you know. So we'll we'll kind of you know. I mean, the the thing for me is like. The incentive has always just been that that I'm a Mali kid and this mm. is my home and yep. we deserve better. And that doesn't change if I've no. lost an election. No. I'm still I'm still driven by that. So bit of fire in the belly. Yeah. So what what now? What for the next three and a bit years until we we're sort of um, you know, back in that Yeah, that back space. in the election. What mode. are you what are you gonna do? Well, I think um well, what I want to do is, is what I, I, you know, had planned to do before I was unexpectedly elected mm. um, is to set up a business. Uh-huh. I'm very excited about that. Awesome. So I want to do um, kind of like a little bit of a tailored sort of boutique family law kind of thing, mm-hmm. but also I want to do some um, civil mediation work. So okay. so that's great and, and not, <clears throat> not in a way that it's kind of – it won't be sort of designed to be just – Muldura based, it'll be well, Muldura based, but also mm. like just anywhere because you can do that with these sorts of businesses. Yes, you don't have to just appeal to a local market. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yep. So I'm excited about that because I'm cool. very entrepreneurial, but I've never mm. really been able to do anything with yeah, that. You know, what times now. Um, yeah. yeah, and oh, that's exciting. I, I think. I mean, look, being an independent politician is quite entrepreneurial because you've got to like build a brand and market it, and Massively. you know, get, yeah, all of that. You know, so I think it involves a lot of the same skills. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but this will be fun. So I'll do that, um, yeah, and just you know, just get the business up and going. Yeah, so yeah, is that, yeah. You started the process. Or? Yeah, started the process. Websites are done, all of that sort oh, of thing. Cool. There's just two. Um, <clears throat> there's just a couple of hoops I've got to jump through mm. um, with the Law Institute. I've got to get a principal's <clears throat> practicing certificate. So that's yeah. just a couple of little hoops. So because one of the things I found is that <clears throat> if you if you lose an election. Uh, a Victorian state election because the Victorian state election is always at the end of November, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's a really good fixed date if you win because yeah. you're buggered from the campaign. You can have a break. Mm. You, yeah, yeah, Christmas wind down, all that sort of stuff. It, it's sure. happy days. Yep. Um, however, <laughs> if you lose <laughs> and then you're doing the mad scramble the going, scramble. I need to I need to do my next thing. Like I need to wow. like, get an income again. I need to whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everything's shut down, so everyone's yes. on their go slow and da da da. Mm-hmm. And if officers are, you know, call the the um you know the, the legal services board to say, can I you know apply for this? Oh, yeah. our offices are shut until yeah. the ninth yeah. of January. Yeah. You know, We're taking a month off. That's right. Yeah. So oh, so wow. so that was hard, and also for me too, being so type A, it's like mm. um 
when I'm in a in a crisis or really like grief stricken about something, mm-hmm. my drug is work. <laughs> And so when yeah, it's like though, just right? when I need my drug really badly, I, do I don't have my drug, you know. And you've um, lived four years particularly of crazy hours, commitment to the yeah. to what you've done, and then all of a sudden, gone. nothing. That's right. Um, wow. And and also the other thing that was kind of like a funny little adjustment was that. I have been a community, like as in I've either been a counsellor or a state MP for 10 years. Yes. So I've always had sort of like a, a political um, purpose, you know, like there's, I've, mm-hmm. I've had a, I've had a, a job to do, you know. Yeah. And I yep. remember um, it was almost kind of like weird and I I'd sort of, it took me a couple of weeks to get out of it. Like even on social media, I was still acting like the local fucking MP. <laughs> like I wasn't. <laughs> Even though clearly I was not. And um, because it's like, you know, you'd be on social media and you'd see someone, you know, like the SES have done a flood update or something. I'd be like, do I share that? Like, (laughs) uh, I guess I shouldn't or do I? And and I didn't even know what to do with the page anymore because we had like 10 or 11,000 followers. I'm like, does this just become a community service-y sort of page now or does that look mm. like that's bad? Because I just, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, know? that um, is a really good point though. Like you're all of a sudden just delete. You know, no, no, I'm just you know Ali. I mean? Like I'm, I, I, I just, I, I was, that's right. Yes, like, yeah, um, yeah. and um, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of weird. But, um, but anyway. That's like, exciting though. It's so exciting. I know. And, and I'm. Can we plug the business or you're not ready for that Not yet? quite ready. Okay. But, but I will. If you're yes. happy about, yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah, I'm very excited about sure, this business. For sure. I'm we'll, so, so excited. We will um, um, come back to that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, great. Wow. So many things. Just, I, I generally try to like to finish on a positive. But I want to mm-hmm. just come back to one point. Right at the start, you mentioned, and it was kind of a bit, Surprised by it, but you mentioned the grief factor. And I've been thinking about it the whole time we've been talking here for mm. an hour and 17 minutes going, I never gave a thought like that. Yeah. But it's, it's like a significant part of you isn't oh, it's doing gone. what it did. It's, it's like an arm's been chopped off. Yeah. Like, and, yep. and even the, the yep. day, and, and, and when I say this to you, I don't want people to think I'm a freak show because, mm. because you hear politicians, when, when, they ha- when they face a really awful loss, there is massive grief attached to it. Like I mm. remember, you know, reading Hillary Clinton's book when when Bill Clinton, he's the original comeback kid, by the way. Yeah, but when when yeah. he lost that, I think he was Attorney General of Arkansas or something. Uh-huh. Was, this is yeah. before the big rise to the presidency. He lost. He yes. lost an election, and she's just like he couldn't get off the floor for a week. Yeah. Like I know that um, Tim Wilson, when he lost Goldstein to Zoe Daniels, similar mm. thing. He's just mm. like I was absolutely a local leader. Um, Jimmy bumped into the other day was saying that um, they could barely get out of bed for six months. Like it's it is. A thing. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it is a legitimate source of grief because yes. you put so much into it, um, and and you know. But but what it's done for me is given me a lot more empathy for Crispy. Yeah, as well. You know, like he I was like the. Because it King sucks. Man, it he? sucks when your sign gets taken down. You have to hand the keys over, and there's yeah. my car, and all. Like it really sucks. And so, I mean, I, and I, yep. I didn't. It's not that I didn't have empathy at all for him. I knew it would have been tough, but mm. but now I really get it. You know. Yep. Um, I, yeah. 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 I um. As we're talking before we started recording, so after three years, I've just finished in the workplace that I absolutely loved, and it's forty meters from my front door. So every time I drive out of me driving down the road, I see the location. I go, 
and look, I, I mean, I chose to leave, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's still like, oh, I had so much to do there. I, oh, look, and and this is the thing. I was I met um our deputy mayor yesterday for yes, a drink. Yes. She's a really good friend of mine, mm. and um and I just said to her, it's like. I just feel like the walls of 8th Street, as we see, are closing in on me. Mm. Like, I feel like I need to get out just for because everything is a trigger right now. Like, yeah. because when you're the state MP, it's not like your workplace is a discrete part of town. It's, it's the town. It's, it's, every it's, it's the town. That's right. Yep. So, everything everything is a trigger. Everything mm. is making me sad. Mm. Um but and and the only other time I've ever felt like that about mm. Mildura was back when I was eighteen mm-hmm. and a cadet at the Daily, and I just had that feeling of everything's closing in on me. I need to get out, and that was uni. That's when uh, I went to uni. Yeah. So yep. there's only been two times when that's happened, and um and and not to say I want to leave. I don't. I mean, this is my home. Mm. I love it desperately. Mm. Um, but but I just sort of feel like what would be helpful is just to be able to get away from all those triggers, you know, yep. as in for a month or something. But Can you um, just. Pack up your single shared car and go and drive <laughs> up to Darwin or something. Well, see, but this is the other thing. Like all of these um, compounding challenges, like Ben mm. used all of his leave for uh, the campaign. Yeah, so he's got no leave. You know, so uh, there's all of these logistical issues that yep. – um, so, again, look, we've got – so many great things. We've got a beautiful home, great mm. family, amazing mm. friends. Like we, we've, you know, like I've lost my job. Ben hasn't lost his. Like we're mm. we're, we're all good. We're fine. Yeah. Um. It's just purely um a grief process, which you know. I, and I'm a social worker, so I mm. kind of I'm quite insightful. You can it yeah, a bit. yeah. Quite insightful about it, and mm. it's like it's just it's just going to take time. It's like any other grief. Mm. It's when you lose anything, it, it just takes time. Yeah. Um. It just sucks when you're in it, but you you get through it. Well, I hope that um, you, I, well, no, I know you will get through it. Um, it was really brave, though, to speak. And it's not like I've got 2 million listeners here, but the numbers are growing. Mm. It, when you look at the map, it, the data, it shows you where people are listening. And now, yeah. either it's fake or it's worldwide. Like, it's yeah, North yeah, America, right. yeah, parts right. of Europe. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying I'm going worldwide, but anyway. Um, hey, just to finish up, as you're probably where you would be, um, I've changed up the podcast a bit and we're roundabout gratitude rate. It's all about, for me this year, 2023, is about, grat- about being thankful for things. So yep. um, can you tell me what you're most grateful for? Mm-hmm. And secondly, can you commit on air, this is a big thing, to help me spread the word of gratitude? Um yeah, yeah, sure. Well, uh, the thing I was just thinking about before, I think, um, like, yeah, the idea of grief. Mm. And they say, you know, grief, grief is the price of love. Mm-hmm. So this is why you should be grateful for grief mm. because it meant that you loved something. You had And you something. had something that yep. was special enough mm-hmm. um, to grieve over. Yep. And so that's the thing for me. And, and, and if you've got that capacity to, um, to love things and attach to things and whatever, mm. you'll love other things. Like, you and, can and, love and, again. And, and that, and that's the great thing about, you know, for, for me, it's like, you know, politics was just one thing I loved. Mm. I love a whole lot of other things as well. Yep. Um, and people, you know, yeah. so I've yep. got that. And, um, and, and also I'm grateful. I think in terms of my inner resources, I'm just really grateful for my determination yep. because it takes a lot, a lot to knock me on my um, I see that. face. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> sorry, I've just I've got I wasn't going to cry then. I've just got no, I need a drink of water. water. You grab more of this. Water it, it, it takes a lot to knock me down, and it takes a bloody lot to keep me down. Yeah. Um, You'll be back. And I yeah, know it. and so and so that that's what I'm grateful for as well. For whatever you know, for for, for whatever you know factors and co- combinations of intrinsic and extrinsic thing, whatever, yep. I've got that capacity and I'm very, very grateful for that. Awesome. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm a lucky girl. Brilliant. Great way to finish, mate. Thank you for the chat. It's been – I love it. I just – yeah, there's so much in there. I'm going to go back and listen over and, you know, rethink yeah. a lot of things here. I just think there's so, so many – little bits in there that people will take from this chat. Um, and I hope that people that maybe they were voted for the green people, that, when I say green, I mean the party that I didn't, you know, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, marketing yeah, yeah. is green, yeah, 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 all the blue yeah. ones. Yeah. If they wanted to, that's okay. But have a think about the person that isn't in the chair now and that will be next time. Three and a bit years, you'll be back smashing that door down, moving back in. I, I know what that um, And it's nothing against the person there. I'm not having a go there. No. Um, it's, yeah. It's, but, I, I, just want, I just want people to vote for results. Yep. Let's just Can we just agree on that as, as an electorate? It doesn't matter who you're voting for. Vote for the Nats. If they can deliver the results, vote for them. Do it. If, yeah. if, it's, if, it's, if, if it's an independent, vote for them. If mm. it's a whatever, vote for them. Just vote for results. That's yeah. the only way that we are going to turn things around from being the most neglected part of the state mm, mm. to being having a place at the table. Yeah, agree. Love it. Great way to finish. Thanks, Ellie. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we'll wind that up. Um, share this around with your mates. Um, listen to it, love it, laugh, cry, whatever you got to do. Um, we'll wind this up. Thank you, guys. Take care of each other. Love yous. See ya. See you.